So what's the secret? It's generally assumed worldwide that Jews are a wealthy group of people. Wherever they congregate, they tend to own the land, the businesses, occupy the best professions, with many becoming doctors, lawyers and dentists, all jobs which demand a high salary. But past this general suspicion and stereotype of this group, do the numbers themselves back it up? Well, in this case, they do, and the numbers make up for some interesting reading. In America, a consensus was carried out in order to determine the median income of the nation as a whole, but also along racial and ethnic lines. The median salary for the entire sample was 48,000. What was it for the Jews? 151,000. That's more than three times the national average. Not convinced? Well, there's more. 35% of the Nobel Peace Prizes which has ever been awarded has been given out to Jews. Just in case you're wondering what's the big deal with that, the Nobel Peace Prize is the most prestigious award you can receive in the fields of science, literature and social activism. And in order to achieve this, you need to be at the height of your field. But I know some of you are still thinking, but Jordan, that's in the space of academia. What has that got to do with being wealthy? Okay, okay, be patient, there's more. Jews make up less than 1% of the world's population. Yet, approximately 25% of the world's billionaires are Jewish. Yep, you heard correctly, not million, but a billion. But what is the cause of all this? Is it simply because Jews, as the scriptures say, are the chosen people? Maybe, but not everyone who is successful in their respective field and have amassed wealth are Jewish. Is it their genetics? As soon as they're popped out of the womb, do they have an immediate advantage in the areas of money and academia? Again, there is an argument. But Jews aren't a race of people in their own right. They're a group of people who belong to the same religious sect and follow the Torah, which is their version of the Bible. Whilst your average Christian may know a verse or two from the Bible, Jews are trained from infancy to read the Torah and study it and to never stop until they die. Why? Because to them, following the teachings starts your journey to living a righteous life in the eyes of God. And as a result, God, resu God rewards them wealth and richness in this physical realm. I know people listening aren't all going to be religious. I may dismiss what I say on the grounds that they don't believe in God or a higher power. But that's okay. You don't need to convert to the faith. All we have to do is be aware of the principles in which they take from the Torah, in which case there are seven, and apply them to our life, regardless of you being secular or not. And, that is what we're, and that's what we're going to dive into today, the seven principles Jews follow to attain wealth. So without further ado, let's get into it. It's easy to assume that in light of all these facts, that Jews are money hungry and that's all they live for. But in thinking this, you will be far from correct. Money in itself is a symptom of something far greater and valuable. And this something is wisdom, which is the first principle in which they adhere to on their path to attaining wealth. Jews have come to understand that through attaining wisdom, one will attain wealth. This is because in acquiring wisdom, you now have the understanding and experience on being able to distinguish what is true, right and lasting, allowing you to be more effective in your decision making and minimising the effort required for success and wealth. 
because you already know the steps. Wisdom is essentially the practical application of knowledge, meaning that power doesn't come from the actual knowledge itself, but using the knowledge when it is most beneficial to do so. However, true wisdom can only grow on the foundation of humility. This is because being humble allows you to accept that there is always something new for you to learn. This means you are always in a state where you can grow as you're always learning more about yourself and life with time. Think about it. Money is a form of compensation from the receiver of value to the giver of value and your money is in direct proportion to that. Which means the more value you provide, the more money you receive. Which is why study is the cornerstone of Jewish success. And because they value study so much, they never throw books away. Instead, they do a ceremonial burial for them, showing the deep, deep respect they have for books and the blessings in which it provides them. Not to segue, but, but there's a common saying which says, rich people have big libraries and small TVs, and poor people have small libraries and big TVs. Let that sink in for a minute. Because where Christians have the Ten Commandments, Jews have 613, and the chief one of them all is study. One of the things which the Torah emphasizes is that learning little by little over a long period of time is better than learning a lot in a short space of time, which is why Jews encourage their children to establish the high-paying field they want to ascend in and stick with it for a long period of time, instead of jumping from one field to the next. They understand they can never recover time like you can do with money, which is why they mitigate worthless pursuits. This isn't mythical, is it? Sounds like common sense, right? Good. Let's move to the second of the seven principles now. The second code to Jewish people's success is tradition. Jews are very big on rituals and passing these down from one generation to the next. And as mentioned earlier, one of the things they prioritize is education. But another thing they hold in high regard is occupational status. For Jews, it is a cultural expectation that they target high income careers, wealth accumulation and investing. The success we see from them today is a byproduct of cultural values which have slowly but consistently been passed down each generation over a long period of time. Something we are now seeing the compounding effects of. Jews aspire for this because they view wealth and success as a blessing from God and feel that it is their just due as they follow closely the word of God. As black people in the diaspora and on the continent, there is a running narrative that we are savages and that we won't amount to much relative to other races. And to an extent, you can argue that we have played to that expectation as we tend to see ourselves through the eyes of others. For instance, the general expectation that in order to be a success, you have to be either a rapper or a sports star, leads to no surprise that so many of our youth flock to these two industries at the expense of everything else they could do. Jewish kids, on the other hand, are told a different story. Jewish kids are told that they are the chosen people and the ones most favoured by God. Now imagine the subconscious effects of that and the self-confidence 
you get as a result. Especially when your media environment in terms of your social standing and your ostensible showcases of wealth validate that. Unlike other religions, which makes one feel guilty for any wealth they may have, Jews believe that anyone with negative thoughts about money will not become wealthy. They argue that Jesus was rich, but he didn't have a lot of possessions, which is why he could always give to the poor freely and generously, and that his people's devotion to possessions instead of God, which is the main problem. Another problem is poverty in itself, which they consider as pointless suffering, simply because they feel that poverty causes transgressions, forcing people to do things they would otherwise not do. This is why Jews propose to work hard for their first 10 years of their career in high-paid professions, stack up significant wealth, then make money work for them in the long run as they make wise investments which yields a passive income for life. This is so they can focus on more important pursuits such as spirituality, education, charity, family, amongst other things. The Torah advocates that one should engage in much business and deal honestly, which is why the third pillar to Jewish financial success is work. It is long known and respected amongst Jews that the diligent will rule, while the lazy will be put to forced labour, which is one of the reasons why Jews tend to work for themselves and hire employees instead of being employees. Jews have found great success in industries ranging from tech startups to hotels and casinos. And one of the things which has spearheaded this agenda is that they believe that humans are primarily creators and not consumers. The understanding of being made in God's image is interpreted as God is creator of the world and humans are creators in the world. So our job is to continuously improve and perfect upon God's work through constant creation and innovation. Which is why when Jews have an idea, they collaborate with craftsmen who can execute the idea and bring it to reality. And speaks to why they strongly stand by the saying, you reap what you sow. Jews, Jews who don't own businesses, on the average, tend to be in high income careers. But this is something we've already discussed. We now find ourselves in a world which puts heavy emphasis on a phenomenon known as the law of attraction, which has led to many people believing that if they think about something long enough, that it will come. Whilst this is true to an extent, it doesn't paint the full picture. Jews who are strong advocates for affirmations understand that wishing alone leads to poverty and that success within the realms of wealth requires action and work. And it's for that reason Jews concentrate on learning the craft and developing it to where one becomes diligent and sophisticated at it within their respective field. Jews have a third of their money invested in land, a third invested in merchandise and the remaining third ready at hand. The last point is important because in the event of something bad happening or an opportunity arising, how much money you have at hand will determine how effectively you can respond, which is why they advocate you selling possessions in order to keep yourself afloat. Early in life, Jews invest in high-risk, high-return financial assets such as stocks and bonds 
in order to build wealth quickly, which is why they put less emphasis on home ownership in the beginning of their lives. It's these financial assets which accounts for their wealth advantage. Reason being is that their money grows with the same companies in which they invest in. And just in case you didn't realise, investing is the fourth pillar to Jewish financial success. The common understanding is that if you don't sow, how will you harvest? In other words, if you want financial blessings, you need to sow seeds of financial blessings. Which is why in the beginning, you need to hold back on spending and live frugally until you grow a war chest in which you can invest with. The Tanakh, which is another holy book they follow, states, Those who love pleasure becomes poor. Those who love luxury and wine will never be rich. I think by now you gathered that Jews consider future generations just as much or even more as they consider the present. And for this reason, they attempt to, to, act, to, to amass as much wealth in order to provide a stronger foundation for their progeny to build from. One thing in which Jews don't propose is borrowing unwisely, simply because doing so puts you in a position of servitude to the debtor, which is why, amongst themselves, Jews are forbidden to accrue interest on any money they lend to a fellow Jew simply because this act is supposed to be seen as an act of charity rather than a profitable pursuit. This taboo, however, is lifted when it comes to lending to people who are not Jewish. Before I move on to the next pillar, I want to stress two things. Firstly, up to this point, I think you'd agree that the path to wealth is simple, but it's not easy. Reason being that achieving these feats requires tenacity and self-discipline something in which is usually the crucial determinant as to whether or not someone is to be a success respective to their goals. The second thing is that throughout history, no investment class has provided better returns at a reasonable risk than stocks. On average, the stock market increases 6-12% every year and across, decades, and across decades, the gains are even more monumental. This topic in particular is beyond the scope of this episode, but please refer back to my earlier ones where I covered this topic of investing in more depth. The fifth pillar to Jewish financial success is law. Jews are firm believers in that every action there is always an equal and opposite reaction, which is why they always advocate being honest in business dealings, otherwise bad karma will take you to your eventual ruin. The Torah says, Wealth gotten by dishonesty shall be diminished, but he that gathers incrementally shall have an increment. As discussed, Jewish people have a punitive attitude towards poverty and believe one can only be in such a position because they have no knowledge of the law. And for this reason, not much can be expected of one in that state, especially if one is not willing to change their ways. However, those who are willing to change their ways can claw themselves out of adversity and place themselves on the pathway to wealth. Jews see the institution of marriage as a sacred one. Reason being is that it is, that it is to them symbolizes one's oneness with God. And when you consider that your relationship serves as the foundation of which your family and wealth is built, you can see why who you choose to build your foundation with can be the most important decision you make in terms of your future because otherwise 
the likelihood is that you'll be building from sand in which everything will eventually collapse. Please be mindful that large in part, the feats in which we see of the Jewish people today is an accumulation of centuries of abiding by these laws, which is why it is important that to know that the path to wealth is not a quick one and those who think otherwise are on the fast track to poverty. Lastly, Jews are strong advocates for self-preservation, which is why they propose that one needs a complete day of rest for every six days of work. Doing so regenerates the body and mind, allowing you to prepare ad adequately for another six days of work. Many of us have been reared in the Catholic faith and have heard scandalous tales of passes buying private jets, stretched limousines and mansions. And for this reason, many have issues about making any kind of donation to, to their church, especially in the form of tithing. Tithing means one-tenth, and in biblical terms is considered as a number of increase, which is why Jews are devoted to donating at least 10% of their income every month. This serves as the sixth pillar and in itself symbolizes significant ties to both God and wealth. In the eyes of Jews, being able to tithe is the first qualification of wealth, because unless you're able to do so, you cannot become business partners of God. This is because, in doing so, you are establishing yourself as a donor who's partnering with God in sustaining the world, and in return, God becomes a partner in your business affairs. This is the blessing everyone requires from God in order to achieve true wealth. It is important to understand that most people who achieved insane amounts of wealth were in fact insanely religious. If we take John D. Rockefeller as an example, he's famous for saying, I never would have been able to tithe my first million dollars I made if I had not tithed my first salary, which was $1.50 a week. When adjusted for inflation, he had a net worth of $400 billion, so you must know what he's talking about. The final pillar is charity. Some of you may be wondering, isn't charity and tithing the same thing? Well, the answer is no. Charity is seen as anything which is given beyond the tithe. Jewish sages have said that giving to charity is the highest of all commandments combined. This is supported by numbers when you factor in that Jews who make 2% of the American population are 30% of the nation's most generous donors. Jews believe that it's your obligation to give and in fact, the beggar is doing you a favour by allowing you to give because doing so strengthens your bond with God. That concludes the seven pillars to Jewish financial success. Please understand that I am not suggesting you become a Jew in faith, but instead to become acquainted with their principles and practices and replicate them the best you can. As always, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode. And please, 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 Download our free ebook which shows you 40 plus ways to start growing passive income. Just look in the description to get your hands on the link. I hope you got a lot of value out of this and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace.